You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the It's Always Draft Season Podcast, part of the Packernet Podcast Network. Jake Shavink here. I'm here, as always, with Mason Thompson. Mason, how are you doing on this fine uh, Sunday? Uh, pretty decent. Just got back from Whitewater for 10 days. I'm just glad to kind of be back and kind of relaxing a little bit. Yeah, we've both been pretty busy. That's why you didn't get an episode last week, but it's okay. This is going to be a really good episode. If you haven't seen or listened to the first uh, part of this, we did a 2018 NFL redraft. Now, that's going to keep going. We're going all the way through 2022. A five-year draft window. Quick rules. Go back through it here. If If you're picking the first round, right? It, it, unfortunately, some teams don't have first round picks, perhaps, uh, that are kind of going to be screwed here. But um, what happens is we're going through with the order that was created on draft night in the first round. If you have a player, let's let's go back to 2018. We'll throw a little nugget out there if you haven't heard it yet. Say uh, you're the Raiders and you draft Frank Rag now, which happened. Uh, and Colton Miller doesn't get picked in the first round. You still have Colton Miller on your team now. Um, we just can't go through all seven rounds of all these. That would be just an absolute hassle. I don't think you'd want to listen to all of that. So we kind of condensed it, kind of put that rule in. But I will say there have been already massive shifts uh, in, in what team rosters look like. So if you haven't listened to 2018, go back, listen to that one. Should be uh, what uh, the 13th of June, I believe. So go back, listen to that. Then you come back here and we'll start the 2019 NFL redraft, which we are going to do right now. Uh, I have the odds. Mason has the evens. So we'll hop right into it here. Uh, Cardinals, this was easy. Uh, they took Kyler Murray, obviously, um, in the 2019 NFL draft. I'm sticking with it. And so, I mean, they got J.C. Jackson in, in the previous draft that we did. So that's a good thing. The secondary is getting built, but you, there's no way you're passing on Kyler Murray here. This is no, no matter what you think, no matter how much you think he deserves with an extension, this is a quarterback who has the athleticism, arm talent, arm strength. He can do a lot of things. He can make things happen out of the pocket. I would like to see him be more in structure this coming season, but a Cliff Kingsbury offense that's very space operated and like just wants Kyler to be Kyler at times. That doesn't really happen. Doesn't matter though. Cardinals need him. You can't pass on a quarterback here. There will be teams, <clears throat> Bills, that will be looking for a quarterback if you if they fall. So this is a no-brainer. Make sure you keep that that signal caller in house. So kind of similar to the Cardinals, I stuck with the 49ers selection of Nick Bosa here. Uh, similar to Arizona, again, they took Denzel Ward in, the, in our last redraft, so secondary was set kind of there. Um, Nick Bosa is just a dominant pass rusher. It's It was just an easy selection. Got to get after the pass rusher, the uh, quarterback. If you're San Francisco, you're good at it. Without Nick Bosa, they probably wouldn't be as good, not even close. So it's just sticking with Bosa here was the obvious decision yeah and they unfortunately lost uh fred warner uh in the yes. redraft uh that hurts but yeah that like like mason said that's a huge deal they do have d ford but like without nick bosa like mason said they're kind of a shell of themselves rushing the passer the new york jets here at three uh they took quinn and williams as as many know in in the in the 2019 nfl draft at three no one questioned that selection i'm gonna not pick him here by the way, the Jets did get Jair Alexander, unfortunately, for Packers fans uh, in, in the 2018 draft. But 
2019, we're going Jeffrey Simmons. I, I thought about receiver and I thought receiver made a lot of sense, but I'm almost forward thinking to the point where like, which quarterback am I going to get down the line? I, I, yeah, it's so hard not to like think, Oh, well, I get to keep this guy by the way, because nobody's going to draft him two years from now, or I'm not going to, you know, yeah. I'm just going to take the best player. We're going to operate out of like, listen, we're back here at this point where the jets are. Jeffrey Simmons to me as a prospect, honestly, I know a lot of people, this may sound revisionist, but I, I felt like he was right there with Quinn and Williams as a prospect it was just again is the off the field stuff concerning enough where like you know he hasn't grown and matured from that incident like that was the question and he was coming off an acl tear at the same time titans didn't care they took him at 19 i believe right yes 19 he's been a stud he's been the best defensive lineman from this class maybe not edge rush i guess probably not group in with edge rushers but he's been the best defensive tackle from the class and the jets get a guy who's honestly just a force uh he can be a one-man wrecking crew at any point in the game. So obviously the Raiders kind of did a Raiders thing here Ooh. at number four with Clone Farrell at number four, which was a surprise to everybody at the time. Obviously we're not going to go on that route. Um, kind of maybe a surprise. This was kind of like a weird kind of decision for me anyways. There's obviously number four pick. There's a lot of talent still left on the board. Um, I'm probably, I probably did something that Raiders fans are probably not going to like considering what happens with the next pick. But um, I took A.J. Brown because what is better than having Devontae Adams? Uh, having Devontae Adams and A.J. Brown with Derek Carr as your quarterback. Uh, you're, you've got Patrick Mahomes in your division still. We're keeping Ross in Denver. So you got to keep up with those two offenses. So you got Derek Carr. You got A.J. Brown. You got Devontae Adams. Maybe Hunter Renfro still. Maybe Josh Jacobs still. You still got Darren Waller. So – just a dominant offense right now for the for the Raiders in this redraft. Yeah, that unit looks incredible. And obviously, Raiders fans who are tuning in, they still got two more picks, so we'll see how, how things shake out at the end of the first. But I love that. And I was kind of wondering if Mason was going to do that or he's going to take the guy that I took here from Tampa <laughs> Bay at five just because, again, it was a great value for them and really kind of took some attention away from picking Cleveland Furl at, at four. So Buccaneers took Devin White originally in the 2019 NFL draft. I just, I couldn't get myself to go the direction. I know how important he was to the Super Bowl run. I get it. I just, I don't know. I feel like he's been just the run defending, you know, type where it's just space coverage just really isn't there. So sticking to what we've done, I mean, the Buccaneers lost Vita Bay in the last redraft. Mason gave him Baker Mayfield. It, it felt like, the defensive line in some aspect needed, needed a boost. And I know, you know, you could look and be like, Oh, Joe Tryon could be that guy. Try and show Inca. He could be that guy this year, right? Like you're not bringing back JPP. I'm, I'm taking Max Crosby here. I I'm trying to push away all of what's to come in the next few redrafts. We do Max Crosby has been dominant. And I think you could maybe put Rashawn Gary into that mix potentially with him. And they both took a major leap in terms of their PFF grade. I think Crosby's had, Probably a better second and third, maybe not a better third season, but I think he's had a better second and, and rookie year than than Gary has. I think him with Shaq Barrett, whatever else they're going to add to that defensive line, I'm sure they'll probably add more as we keep going through this redraft. But I think that's a huge deal for for Todd Bowles to have a guy who could pin his ears back and get after the quarterback. At number six, the Giants uh, kind of did a, another weird selection during this night. Everyone kind of saw it coming a little bit, but but Daniel Jones was the selection here at six. That's not going to happen here. Uh, there's too much talent left here at the top of the board to do that. Um, I kind of went with maybe a questionable decision to some, but just knowing the player and how versatile he can be, 
Elkton Jenkins is a perfect fit here. Uh, New York has needed help along the offensive line forever. Um, even with they've got a new quarterback next year, they're going to have the crop of the tackle class again, maybe a different one they get. They're still going to need help on the interior because you still got Mark Golinski, but what about the other guard spot? Um, so it's that offensive line needs help still. And I thought that getting help Jenkins there was just a perfect fit because he can play literally anywhere. So. Yeah, the, the guard, we, we have, we'll probably share the, the, the Google Doc that's got all the rosters and updated stuff. But like they, the guard spot looks shaky. They have Feliciano at center right now. Like obviously they don't in this scenario have Andrew Thomas yet. So I like what Mason did building that line for, for Lamar Jackson, by the way, who is now in New York. Yeah. So that's a, that's a big deal. Thought maybe, I, I think it would have made more. It, not made more sense. I, I would have seen it make sense if AJ Brown was still available with how yeah. dominant he is over the middle yeah. of the field with Lamar, but you obviously took him with the Raiders pick. So that didn't really play out that way, but I like that a lot. Elton Jenkins uh, Packers fans turn away. These two picks in a row are just gutting <laughs> the team uh, in the trenches right now. The Jaguars took Josh Allen previously. That's been fine. Um, probably hasn't lived up to the potential of being that number seven overall pick. I'm going to take Rashawn Gary for them here. Uh, man, <laughs> it hurts to watch two Packers come off of the top 10. Um, oh, and there's another, oh, and then there's later too. Uh, anyway, yeah, we're not talking, we're not talking <laughs> about it. Uh, but Rashad Gary, I mean, what, what a leap in year three for him. And that has put me to the point of where I totally see Gary now as a better player than Allen at this point in their careers. Just let that man speed to power off the edge for the Jaguars. They need that. They're, they're still building up this unit. And with really, again, they may end up with Caleb on chase on. We'll see how that pans out. It might not happen. Jordan Smith's the only one there currently that you can technically put on the roster at this point. Yeah. So that group needs a huge influx of talent. And Rashawn Gary gives them an immediate boost off the edge. So I've learned that I'm kind of just the uh, thorn in everyone's side with this because I just like just throw some random stuff together when it doesn't really just seem like it. I kind of did that again here with Detroit. They took TJ Hawkinson, one of the top young best tight ends in the league, uh, except I didn't keep him there. So that was interesting. Um, looking at the roster, it's, again, positional value is kind of, kind of thrown out the window with the tight end. Uh, they don't need a receiver because they still have a monitor on the scenario potentially. Uh, DJ Chark, you can still got Quintus Cephas. You're going to probably maybe get another receiver somewhere down the line. So we're looking ahead to that. You could have taken one here because this was another loaded receiver class. But their, like, one weakness that is just absolutely glaring is linebacker. So you could start Derek Barnes. You could start – who is the New Orleans kid that I'm just completely – Anzalone. Anzalone. Big fan of Malcolm Rodriguez. But if you throw Devin White in there, it, do, it just it – just perfect. Um, Dan Campbell just absolutely loves defense and just hard-nosed football players. So I felt like Devin White was a perfect fit here for Detroit. Yeah, I love that one. That's a really nice pick for them. I don't like what you did next. <laughs> uh, it would so the Bills at nine, they took at Oliver. It 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 would make sense to just go right back to that, honestly. Um, yes. mostly because unfortunately for Bills fans in this new timeline, they don't have Josh Allen. So it would have made sense to just kind of be like, all right, we're going to build up the defensive line. We're going to build up everywhere. But like, listen, also, by the way, this is the best linebacking core in the world. Um, they, they, so they have Derwin James and Roquan Smith from last draft. 
Yeah. They still hung on to Tremaine Edmonds, by the way, um, because he didn't get picked. So like the defense feels good. And I know like taking out Oliver makes a ton of sense. I just think they will have opportunities on the defensive line. I just said, screw it. Whenever the bills have a chance to get a QB, they will get one. I'm just giving Stefan Diggs a running mate, DK Metcalf. And like, <laughs> I just don't even care. Like this is going to be insane. Like Diggs can work everywhere. Um, probably going to still hang on to Gabriel Davis. Most likely. I don't imagine he yeah. goes in the first round of a redraft. I guess will be the next one that we do in 2020. So I think you'll be able to hang on to him. But again, you get Metcalf, who's a souped up version of that. Like he's been extremely productive, even though I wouldn't say he's been wide receiver one of that class to this point. Some people would, and I respect that. I I still think probably Brown, Samuel McLaurin, potentially all of them are ahead of him. You can kind of nitpick about the order. I just think Metcalf gives the Bills another reason just be like, listen, we can throw beyond your quarters. We can throw beyond your two deep like safeties once we get that guy. So giving him Metcalf was just, that's, that's a pipe dream. I wish that Allen was still here, but Bill's fans yeah. will find a way. We'll find a way. Yeah. So Pittsburgh, this was the trade up for Devin Bush that happened during the real draft. Um, Devin Bush has kind of just been a little lackluster per se. They added Miles Jack during this off season, just to kind of put an influx to the linebacking core. Um, I'm going to beat this drum till they do something <laughs> Their offensive line is horrid. I'm sorry. Um, they took um, Isaiah Wynn. Yes. Uh, I gave them Isaiah Wynn last in the 29, uh, 2018 redraft. This time I'm taking a guard. Yes, I know a guard in the top 10. Whoa. Um, but Chris Lindstrom, even though he's on Atlanta and the team's not great, is a very, very, very stout guard. One of the top in the league. He, you just don't hear about him because he's on Atlanta. So getting just throw him in, he's an immediate starter, and you got two building blocks potentially on that offensive line for Pittsburgh instead of what looks to be zero. So, yeah, I like this. Um, quick question. Correct. Would you sure. move? Would you move James Daniels into center then? Most yes. likely in this scenario, yeah. are you going to keep Dotson or not? Dot, you're going to keep Dotson out there. Yes. Yeah. So you're going to have Daniels move in. Have yes. out there. Kendrick Green, Mason Cole had some depth there. I like what that is up front. I thought you were going to take yes. a certain receiver to make sure he stays yeah. in house. Didn't happen, but we'll I, I get the out. idea. I get the idea there because I do think they're going to hang on to pick it. Um, anyway, so um, I do. I really wanted this next guy to get to the Packers pick. The problem is I just, I can't, yeah, you can't give take the Bengals anybody else here at eleven. They took Jonah Williams initially. I can't, I can't not give them him. Yes, this year. I probably would have given them Elton Jenkins if he was available. But again, Jonah Williams out at left tackle has hung yeah. there with with little concern uh, with the arm length. I mean, he's he's done a phenomenal job. Kind of goes under the radar, really. As kind of like everybody talks about it being such a weakness because right tackle, right guard has been, was awful last year. But like Jonah Williams has been a stalwart over there. We're peeking ahead. They're guys are gonna get Burrow. Yes. They're picking first. Yes. They're getting Burrow. So let's protect Joe Burrow. Yes. In the future. Uh just make sure we have Jonah Williams there. Like I like what they've done. The offensive line looks better if you look at the roster that I have set up, but they just don't have the left tackle. So you gotta have him. Packers fans, I would have loved him to fall one more spot, but I couldn't in good conscience leave the Bengals yeah. without Williams. It just can't happen. So 
Uh, last draft, I had the Packers, and I gave them DJ Moore. You finally got your receiver. Love it. Um, unfortunately, Rashawn Gary's gone, so this left me in kind of a difficult so Jenkins. Kind, of, <laughs> kind of a difficult predicament oh. here because a lot of people are gone now, um, including Jair. So corner was kind of on the board as well. I did. I thought that was maybe a little bit too early. Yeah, this class is um, obviously again another receiver could have been nice. Oh, Debo, uh, man. even Debo. even tight end. Debo would have been nuts, man. Yeah, oh. even tight end potentially since both Hawkinson and Fan were there. Um, but I went with, if I am the correct, the guy that you wanted in this draft, Brian yes, Burke, hundred percent. So it's not even really a consolation prize; it's a slight drop off because Brian Burns is still a dominant pass rusher. You're you're looking at the ceiling. I don't know what's going on there. No, I'm just, I was just like, I'm thinking, I'm just thinking, You're thinking, I'm just kind of thinking of like how he plays off of, I, I, I think he's so good. Yeah. I, I love it. I, I just, go ahead. Sorry. You got a pass rusher. You have, if you lose a pass rusher, you got to get one. And so I thought like with Crosby, Bosa and Gary gone, you got to take Brian Burns. Cause that's a big drop off to even Josh Allen at that point. Yeah. And Montez sweat. So. Yeah. I felt like that drop off was bigger than corner, which I didn't think many were going to go off in between and then potentially receiver. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I could have done the, re- yeah. I mean, they got the receiver. We, we got DJ Moore. If they get yeah. another one down the line. Great. Like I, I totally agree with not going receiver, even though it would have been insanely hilarious. Um, I agree. Josh Allen and Montez sweat. If you passed here on Brian Burns, Probably doesn't get to the 21 selection. No. Um, because there's a certain team who took an edge rusher will get to them. But like, yeah, I just I can't imagine even knowing what we know, what the Packers have done, yeah, to sit and and kind of sit idly by and let pass rushers get past. Um, so I like that. <laughs> even a Kenny Clark running mate, I still don't I yeah. still don't think any of them are necessarily better than Burns at this point. No, how talented a pair of them are. So, Packers fans, we're still good. We're okay. We'll live. We're okay. We'll live. We're okay. Um, Miami Dolphins up at at thirteen. So they took Christian Wilkins in the twenty nineteen NFL draft in the first round. Been solid. Um, they got what Fred Warner, right? It, yes. Cause I said that uh, they got Fred Warner in the last redraft we did. So that helps the defense. Um, I'm going to continue helping the defense. I'm just going to switch defensive tackles here. Not that Wilkins hasn't been fine, but I think Quinn and Williams is starting to hit the stride a little bit yes. uh, for the jets. I would like to add him hitting his stride right now to the dolphins pair him with Probably going to end, still end up with Raquan Davis. I don't imagine he goes in the first uh, when we do the draft, when we do the 2020 draft. So you're getting a good running pair there. And, and the front looks good. The secondary looks really good. Um, minus, I guess, one player. But like, I like what the Dolphins are doing. I think offensive line's okay. I still don't think I'd reach for anybody here. Maybe Eric McCoy would have made sense at 13, potentially a little early. I, I just like the idea of going upside here with Williams um, at 13. That's what I went with. So Atlanta at 14, they originally took Chris Lindstrom. Uh, he is off the board here, uh, unfortunately. So they're going to have to try to plug that guard spot somehow. We'll figure it out. Potentially. We'll <laughs> Probably not. Um, but uh, yeah. I, looking at Arthur Smith's offense, you have hopefully 
Probably. Is that going to be probably Kyle Pitts? Potentially. What? Sorry. Are, are, is are they still going to have Kyle Pitts? That's the real question here. Because they might switch something around with another oh position. Um. That's so, too far. That we're 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 going too far. Ahead. I'm anyway. not going to lie to you. Uh, the Lions not getting Hawkinson. Yeah. Might cause that to. I don't know. Wait. No, they didn't pick before then. Never mind. They didn't. No. Who are the first three? Oh, they're quarterback teams. No. It, yeah. No. I think they're going to be okay. I yeah. think they're going to be okay. I so, think they'll be okay. You got Kyle Pitts, who will most likely still be there. He's the glorified receiver playing tight end. You've got Cordero Patterson, who's playing a running back when he was a receiver. So, why not get the opposite? Of, of Cordero Patterson get Debo Samuel. Love it. You'll still have Calvin Ridley because nobody took him. You'll just Correct. have to sit out the year suspension. Yep. And when Calvin Ridley gets back, you've got Calvin Ridley and Debo Samuel and Cordell Patterson and probably Kyle probably Pitt. Probably Kyle Pitt, yeah. And whoever's <laughs> playing quarterback will be fine. You just got to maybe get the ball out quick. Arthur Smith is loving this right now. Debo and Cordero? <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, that's that's like an Arthur Smith dream right there. Yeah. I love that. Debo in an Arthur Smith offense. I mean, he's going to be the A.J. Brown of that offense. And you might be able to sprinkle stuff in. That's I love that. I know Chris Lindstrom's a good player, but I, I actually kind of like this more. <laughs> yeah. There will be guards available uh, yes. for the Falcons in, in, coming, uh, in coming drafts. I'm sure of it. Um. Well, maybe I should have done it at the back end of this. Anyway, not going to talk about it. Uh, okay, Washington Commanders at fifteen. I mean, first off, they took they took Dwayne Haskins. Uh, may he rest in peace for sure. That's yes. awful tragedy for Dwayne yes. Haskins. Um, did it? The Commanders cannot let Terry McLaurin go. They it, they can't. So I I went for it here wasn't sure he'd be available honestly um but this was a no-brainer for me just because like i said they they listen they're probably gonna get dotson um (laughs) they're probably going to but like if you look without dotson if you throw dotson out which we have to at this point because we we still aren't sure right they're gonna get him but they probably will curtis samuel cam sims diami brown dax middle you cannot leave this this 2019 draft without the alpha chad wide receiver class and and one of them being terry mclaurin right here it has to happen the roster actually looks good like this is like pretty legit across the board i i did think about a defensive tackle they lost to ron Payne in the last one right but i just think terry mclaurin's been too good uh hopefully carson he plays this year one and hopefully Carson Wentz feeds in the ball because he's extremely good. He's a wide receiver one. You can't let him go. So that's where we went here. Absolutely not. I 100% agree with that. Um, again, I think I had Carolina last time as well, and it was just extremely difficult to deal with just because, like, you're going to have to wait on a quarterback. This class isn't good. And your team's and, bad. Yeah, I'm not taking Daniel Jones or Gardner, Gardner Minshew right here. Could have probably taken a receiver, most likely. But I thought it was maybe too early. I I remember messaging you. I was like, I'm tempted to break your heart right now. 
because I was when you said that I was really concerned that you were going to take one of the guys I was considering for Green Bay at 21. But now that I understand when you said that, because this is a, this was one of my favorite players in this class. That's not it was mine as well. I had him as a first round player all the way through, but I was going to take one of your guys and I decided not to. Um, but just like my thought is, is Jeremy Chen may not make it back to you. I think there's a really good chance he does not. So in my opinion, you get a more, how, how do I say it? Like Unless... sassy, you get a more sassy Jeremy Chen and <laughs> Johnson. This is the best comp of all time. Sassy Jeremy Chen is, <laughs> that's an all timer <laughs> but... right there for the pod. That's an all timer quote. Uh, just and anyways, like Chauncey Gardner Johnson, one of my like favorite players in the league. You have to talk some sort of trash as a DB. You have to live up to it, and he has. He gets into receivers' head heads all the time, as seen by people just receivers throwing, trying to throw punches at him. So I felt like this was a good kind of piece to use, since Jeremy Chin likely won't make it back to you. Yeah, I mean, they're gonna have the seventh pick. In the next one that we do, are they going to take him? I don't know. I mean, they, they have other needs too. Serious talent, yeah, and there are other needs. And let's be honest: did they get a? They got a tackle yet? They still have Moten. Yeah, they do. But there's you can't even you, you can't even guarantee yourself a quantum at this point. No, like for 2022. So like no. there are four tackles. Next so year. they're probably going to end up with one um, if we're going to try to project ahead for them. Like this is – it's a tough call. Um, Mason was not put in a good spot having the Panthers again. Um, totally understand that. They picked – they, they took Deron Payne in the last one, by the way. I don't know if we mentioned that, but like – We did not. I think they were at like 26 or something. Yeah, it was like 26. And it was like really That's late. when they took DJ Moore. Yeah, it was like really late. And so it was like – it was a tough – or 24th. And so it was tough for Mason to kind of find the right – pick there and this was not easy either i like it because again as, as we talk about like this offensive line class yikes by the way yeah um like, especially a tackle yeah Ooh. i got to this point and i like looked at this and i was just like outside of like receiver and like edge this class was like super lackluster yeah i mean you could have maybe gone josh allen but like yeah <sighs> i don't know like a you could really throw anyone in here. You could have gone receiver, like you said, if you wanted yeah. to. Um, maybe that was the other than Gardner Johnson made the most sense. There's just a lot of like as we move into the second half of this draft, just there's kind of a lot of guys where kind of like they've been good. Maybe they're not good consistently. They're still yeah. moving up to make their leap. Like there's a lot of guys. One of them's a, like a center, basically. So like, are you taking center at 16? I mean, you just signed Bradley Bozeman, so like that could have taken a tight end, but like, do you really need to take one? Like, I, I think this is a good pick for the secondary uh, in general. So like, I liked it um, a lot uh, picking Gardner Johnson there. So that's it for the first half. We're going to take a short break um, for you guys. And we will be back uh, with the giants on the clock at 17. All right, back here on the it's always draft season podcast after a short break um 
Second half of the 2019 redraft here, and the Giants are back up. So you missed it. Obviously, they got Lamar Jackson in the 2018 redraft. Mason gave them Elton Jenkins uh, early at pick six. We're not going to take a quarterback here, obviously. But we do take Josh Allen uh, because, again, we don't know. Aziz Ojolari, Kayvon Thibodeau, will they be Giants? Maybe. Uh, but at this point, I thought, although there's a drop-off uh, in production and, and maybe performance, obviously, through three seasons now, I still think Josh Allen can bring enough uh, to this front for the Giants. I mean, they have Leonard Williams. Obviously, now they don't have Dexter Lawrence, probably. We'll see how the rest of the draft goes. But, like, I, I do think they need something off the edge. Josh Allen hopefully uh, gives them that, and maybe the change of scenery is helpful. The Minnesota Vikings are up at number 18. Uh, the original selection was Garrett Bradbury. Uh, as we've seen, that kind of hasn't worked out. They declined his fifth-year option over the last few weeks. So if you look at their roster now in our world that we've kind of created, uh, they took Josh Sweat in the 2018 redraft. Um, if you look at their cornerback position, though, it's rough. All they really have is Patrick Peterson, Harrison Hand, and Chris Boyd. So there has not been a cornerback taken off the board yet, if I am correct. If you do count C.J. Gardner-Johnson as a nickel, I get it. But coming off the board here is Sean Murphy-Bunting, uh, just a really underrated player. A lot of people didn't like the pick at the time for Tampa Bay in the second round. Uh, I remember them always taking stabs on day two at corner. Murphy Bunting, Jamel Dean, we'll make you make it to him a little bit later as well. Okay. All those guys, but Murphy Bunting's the pick here. He is their future number one corner in this scenario. Yeah, no guarantees, obviously. Uh, we'll see about Booth. We'll see about even Dantzler, yeah. honestly. Dantzler's been one of the better corners, honestly, from 2020 class. So we'll see if that if that works itself out somehow. But at this point, that's really, yeah, like Mason said, that's all they had. Uh, I like that. I wondered if you were going to go McCoy, um, but I guess we'll, we'll we'll TBD on what, what the Vikings yeah. are going to do at center in the future. They, they've got time. Uh, Titans at 19. This obviously was Jeffrey Simmons. He is well gone to this <laughs> point, uh, but that's all right. Um, I feel like this is a decent consolation prize for Tennessee yes. here. Uh, they get Ed Oliver uh, at 19. Again, when he's asked to one gap and penetrate, he can do that, but he's often aligned in the two gap. He's good run defender. You know, he, he's not giving up ground at the line of scrimmage. This is kind of, I still think of Rabel guy that he would like, and you can align him, you know, even odd, however you want to do it. And I think he'll make an impact for this Tennessee front. Like we've again, kind of talked about with a lot of these teams is they still got, uh, they got some holes now. Um, and there, there's a lot of questions at corner. There's a lot of questions at edge. We're just going to make sure that we've got yeah. somebody to pair with Danico Autry here and get Ed Oliver. I, I still think Ed Oliver has had quietly very yes. good career so far. It's just, again, people are not going to see the sack numbers because it's just not what he's asked to do uh, in Buffalo as much. Uh, but I, I, I like this for Tennessee. Decent consolation. The Denver Broncos are next up. Uh, they still have Russell Wilson, but uh, in our 2018 redo draft, we gave, I think it was New England, Cortland Sutton. Yes. So he's gone. Jerry Judy might be the pick. That's a long way might for pass. Judy. So might pass. Yeah, we'll see. So it's kind of a questionable thing here. Um, but Russell Wilson really found a friend in Tyler Lockett a little bit. So why not give him something similar to 
Tyler Lockett, although they already have TJ Hamler as of right now. We're going to give them Hollywood Brown here at number 20. Yeah, I like this idea. I, I do think now Arizona loses him. That's funny. Um, <laughs> but, and the Baltimore Ravens still have that pick. Uh, this is our world. Um, and Baltimore is just, just taking dubs everywhere. Um, yeah. And we'll get to it shortly. But I do like that. Patrick, I do think they'll be able to hang on to KJ Hamler. Can't imagine. We'll be yeah. taking him based on some no. of the receivers. We'll probably see going the first in that one. But I like the Patrick and Hollywood Brown pairing. I definitely do. I, I think it was a fantastic point about basically giving him Tyler Lockett. I do think Brown may be a little bit underrated at this point, even though you know he's a, yes. a first-round pick and a lot of expectations with that. I mean, he's one of the six guys where you go, yeah, I mean, wide receiver one, wide receiver one B, maybe if you're going to talk about him that way. But, like, he's been good. Uh, the Packers are back on the clock here. This was originally Darnell Savage. Uh, obviously, they've lost two cornerstones and Jenkins and Gary to this point. Mason got him back on track, get Brian Burns. I was tempted to go a lot of directions here. Obviously, you could just stick with the pick. You could stick with Darnell Savage. Makes sense. I, I, I think they can do a little bit better, um, and there are some better options. We'll probably get to them um, in the future drafts. I just think Aaron Rodgers, boy, boy, are we loading him up with weapons. I just think that he could use a a step up at tight end from Robert Tunyon, from Mercedes Lewis, from Josiah DeGuara. Just let's a lot of people wanted this. A lot of people wanted this uh, when when the Packers had two first round picks. TJ Hawkinson going right here to the Packers at 21 just elevates a lot for you. This is this is exactly what you want. I mean, he gives you almost the blocking skill of Mercedes Lewis, basically, to this point. You've seen what he can do. He, he was mainly the inline guy at Iowa, and he's been that as well. But he's again, he's a field stretcher. He's got the athleticism to do to be a factor in both facets, and he's really starting to grow into that in Detroit. Let's just snag him from the division rival here and uh, bring him to Green Bay and give Rodgers a really, really good middle field seam ball target. So at 22, the Eagles came up and sniped Andre Dillard away from the Texans, which hasn't really been a snipe because Dillard is not a starter right now for Philadelphia. Uh, so that is well, not going to be a pick. In our timeline, he is, unfortunately. Yes. Because in our timeline, yes. Dallas snagged uh, Jordan Mailata, but yes. it's neither here nor there. Um, anyways, looking at the Eagles roster, it was kind of tough to kind of like find a direction to go. Uh, I did see a weakness at guard. And when Eric McCoy was coming out, he was a guard, if I am correct. And then they moved him to center when they drafted Anders Pete, right? I oh, think when they that's signed correct. him. When they signed yeah. him, yeah. Let me check. Because, yeah, I know. Because they've been moving around on the interior there a ton. Yes, they, they do. I just want to make – I'm going to his – okay, yeah. So, um, started – 13 games for AM, 11 at center, two at guard. So he's played both. So he's done both in the middle. So look, because he you already have two cornerstones at center because you got Peters and you got Jurgens, most likely still. Most likely, yeah. And then you've got um, I think it was who did I take? So Eric McCoy is going to replace who is the kid? I can't remember. So yeah, potentially Landon Dickerson not gonna make it to them potentially we'll see yeah jack um, driscoll driscoll right oh yeah that's that's true yeah so 
we're going to go on that route here just because there was a lot of just like I could go maybe receiver, but a lot of them were already off the board. And I thought I could maybe wait for next year to maybe give them someone of a oh, better receiver than oh, I got. Oh, yeah. But they're not um, getting Jefferson, unfortunately. Yeah, no. <laughs> but anyways, McCoy slides right in because Philadelphia just needs to have all the good offensive linemen, apparently. Yeah, I mean, if they don't, and I, I in our doc, I do have them with Landon Dickerson. They took him at yes. like I think 39th, if I want to say that somewhere yes. around there. Um, if he gets drafted elsewhere, they still have Driscoll now McCoy, yes. like, like you've drafted. So I think the Eagles are playing good safety net there. We'll see what they do at QB. Um but yeah, I like that for them. The Texans original pick Titus Howard actually okay. Um, okay, last season not great. Before that, I decided to go elsewhere. Uh, this just this team needs good players. I think Dexter Lawrence just slide right in for you and, and really beef up a pretty underwhelming front in Houston at this point. I mean, you got Grenard who might. May or may not stick around. We'll see. Yeah. Um, but Malik Collins, Ross Blacklock, Thomas Booker, Roy Lopez on the defensive line. Dexter Lawrence is a massive step up from any of those guys. This is the two gap. This is the eat up space guy up front that, that you're going to give opportunities uh, to the edge rushers, give opportunities to linebackers, free them up coming downhill. Just the space eater that, that I think Houston would really like to have in the building. And we'll kind of talk about potentially Titus Howard at the end. Um, but I, I like this. It's an upgrade. Just get good players if you're if you're yeah. Unfortunately, you're picking late in some of these. So at 24, the second of the three Raider selections in this uh, class, they ended up taking Josh Jacobs. While he has been stout for them, although it does not seem like the new regime thinks so, considering they declined his fifth year option. We're gonna go in a different direction here, just because of what is on the board. Uh, if you look in the cornerback room, it was Trayvon Mullen, who's been good, might not be around after this potentially. And then you got Anthony Avert and Nate Hobbs. So with Byron Murphy still on the board, I thought that was an excellent route to go. He has been the clear and favorite number one corner for Arizona, who's desperately needed to get him help on the opposite side of him. But obviously with the Raiders, you need to kind of, hold up against now Derek Carr, who has both A.J. Brown and Devontae Adams. And then you also have Patrick Mahomes in your division still. So you need some sort of corner duo, and now you've got at least one with Murphy. We'll see what happens with Mullen. Yeah, I like this. I, either way, I think Hobbs or Murphy, you know, either one of them is going to be the stalwart in the slot in this scenario. I, I like this, and I do think the Raiders needed help there for sure. A.J. Brown and Byron Murphy is a heck of a start. Uh, we'll see how it finishes. Ravens at 25. Yeah. Um, so if you go back to Baltimore, so if you were listening to the 2018 one, obviously losing Lamar Jackson sucked. We got Saquon Barkley, and we got Mark Andrews back for the Ravens. Yeah, we're more weapons for whoever the quarterback ends up being there. Deontay Johnson falling to 25. We're snatching him away from Pittsburgh. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh it just did. I I actually did not think this was going to ever have a chance of happening. Yeah. Ultimately, though, again, one of the guys who's been a wide receiver one. This is now your three level threat route running elite separator type in Baltimore. You have him with Saquon and Mark Andrews 
find the quarterback Baltimore and we're going to be, we're going to be chugging right along. Uh, the commander's second selection here, they took Terry McLaurin, keeping him in house at 15. Uh, the original selection here was Montez Sweat, who was in consideration for that Raiders pick at 24, just to kind of potentially pair him up with now Chandler Jones. But I went in a different direction, obviously, with Byron Murphy. So we're going to kind of keep that dominant front four, although now they don't have Deron Payne. Washington doesn't. But we're going to give keep them with Montez Sweat. That's um, going to be – do they still have Chase Young? They, should they? They do? They, they probably – well, they might take QB – yeah. If not, if not, they'll have Chase Young. Yes. But if they opt for Yes. Yeah. I'll we'll, be interested. We'll get to it, but we'll see. That's gonna be, a, be that's gonna one. be a very, very Tough difficult decision. selection to make. We'll see how that yeah. goes. But I just kind of kept it just because just to see if at this scenario, if you don't have Chase Young, you at least have sweat there. So yeah. Yeah. I don't know where else it, it, it's hard because I feel like Washington's actually just like solid everywhere. Um, so it's hard to pinpoint a spot. And it's like, I mean, Montez Sweat, really the last of the rushers in the class where you go, yeah, I mean, been solid enough uh, and, and worth the pick. So Raiders at 27. This was the Jonathan Abram selection. Uh, we're not making that selection. Spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, I thought about safety, and there were plenty still on the board. Thornhill, Rap, Adderley, Hooker, Savage. Like, this is a, a pretty solid safety class across the board. I think it would make sense for them to go this direction. I just didn't. I do think the defensive line isn't great outside of Chandler Jones. I'm going to go with the guy who's, I think, really starting to find his stride, especially as a pass rushing defensive tackle, Draymond Jones. And this may be a little surprising, but I do think he is, is definitely finding it as a pass rusher. Uh, Raiders have a lot of good run stuffers in the house right now, and I, I would like to add some more juice up there especially because we're not getting one of the edge rushers, just get some pass rush in any form. I'm going to go Draymond Jones. Stay, stealing him from Denver as well, by the way. So At 28, the Chargers originally selected, selected Jerry Tillery. Uh, that was not a good selection but for the first few years. He actually kind of put some pieces together a little bit last year, yeah. despite the poor run defense. He's still there. They did add, uh, was it Chris Covington? No. It was Sebastian um, Joseph Day, wasn't it? Joseph Day and then and Austin, Austin Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. So he's kind of third on that depth chart now, but there is a very, very, very big need still on the roster. With Duran James now gone, you have a big hole at safety. Obviously, you could still get this year Adderley if he does fall out this first round. And so we're going to take Darnell Savage here instead uh, to keep those safeties together. Jake is not happy with that Packers selection. Packers fans although, are pissed, man. Yeah. We, have, we have berated the cupboard in this episode. It's rough. We'll find a way. Maybe. We'll find a way. <laughs> Maybe. We'll, we'll find a way. Yes. 2022 is still still yes. there. There's some safeties, yes. maybe. We'll see. Yes. We're okay. We're okay. Couldn't really go anywhere else. Yeah, I don't know where you would have gone. Maybe offensive linemen. Yeah. Were there any decent? I mean, they're decent ones, but like. Nothing that really screams out at you. I think Savage has been a good enough player to warn it. I, I Spoiler alert, they're going to get the Sear Adderley as well. So yes. Adderley and Savage is solid enough on the back end for them. So Seahawks here at 29. Uh, they took LJ Collier. Um, yes. 
we're not making that pick, by the way, uh, <laughs> if anybody was wondering. Um, it, I actually think the safety room is good enough where I didn't have to take any one of these guys. So I'm making sure that Noah Fant stays in Seattle and we have a piece in the passing game, especially at, at, at tight end. So just got him in the trade, in the Russell Wilson trade, make sure they secure him here at 29. Again, gives you... Again, we've lost Metcalf, by the way. Don't yeah. don't forget about that. Metcalf is gone. So now it's Lockett and Eskridge and Melton and some of these guys. Noah Fant gives you a strong number two after Lockett in the passing game. At 30, this is where the Giants... Did they trade up for this? Yes, they yes, did. Yes, they did. And so they selected DeAndre Baker. Obviously, that did not work out at all. Um, we're going to stay at the same position, but we're going to take a different player in Rockison, who kind of came into his own this year in Indianapolis. And then he got traded to the Raiders for Yannick Ngakwe, so it's fine, I guess. Um, but if you look at the Giants roster even right now, Bradbury's gone, and then you've got a bunch of – we went over this. You have, like, four or five slot guys. Who's going to play outside? But the Ascend, yeah. you at least have one now. Yeah. So and that's a glaring need already for the Giants. So they get at least one placeholder and then probably a Dory Jacks. Then you have whoever's going to play slot there. Yeah, that's, that's a good one for them. Huge. Obviously now looking back at Byron Murphy for the Raiders, huge to hang yeah. on to get somebody like that. Cause obviously Rockson's not going to be there uh, in this new timeline. Atlanta Falcons at 31, they moved up to get Caleb McGarry. I, I could have gone offensive line here. There were some guys, Cody Ford, maybe Titus Howard would have actually potentially been decent here. I didn't do that only because I do think getting Grady Jarrett, a running mate of Christian Wilkins at 31 felt like a good enough uh, call to make at this point. So offensive line is not great. We, we, Losing Lindstrom hurts, um, but drafts are coming for Atlanta to, to kind of to patch yeah. it together. Like I said, this is not a complete product at this point. There are three years of first round left. So I just think getting the running mate for Jarrett is, is long overdue. Um, Packers fans know all about that, getting Devontae Wyatt finally. Yeah. Uh, that's That was long overdue for Kenny Clark. So we're going to do that for Grady Jarrett here and get Christian Wilkins, beef it up in the middle. And you've got some guys now potentially on the edge, and we'll, we'll – Kind of get there as we go along, but I think Atlanta's building a solid defense. At 32, the Patriots famously took Nikhil Leary, which has obviously not worked out. Uh, it's been one of the kind of worst kind of lackluster selections in the first round in recent memory, just because everyone was hyping him up and everything. Uh, we're going to stick with the same position, though. Um, the Raiders have A.J. Brown. This now. is evil, by the way. This is evil. This is evil. So the Patriots always have this slot receiver that dominates you got Wes Welker Julian Edelman now my buddy Jack who's a Patriots fan wanted this so desperately he wanted Andy Isabella and he wanted Hunter Renfro so we're gonna insert Hunter Renfro in here with Cortland Sutton and then whoever may still be there Kendrick Bourne's still gonna be there probably Tyquan Thornton it actually looks decent in New England at their receiving core with Hunter Renfro now in the mix boy I hate this so much um <laughs> I hate it I, I, I hate it. Um, we've, we're doing it again. You're giving them the, the most like advanced tool set of Wes Welker they've ever had. And they have Cortland Sutton as well. Oh, 
man. That's... At least they didn't get Kyle Phillips in the draft. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, this was good though. Good. That's a good finish and a smart finish for them. Any anything like stand out as players we didn't pick in the first? I think the only ones for me was like maybe Titus Howard, Cody Ford. I think we're we're two of them in the offensive line, all the safeties. I mean, um, I'm not maybe Devin Bush. I guess, but he hasn't been good, so I don't. I guess maybe Jacobs and Montgomery, even though they are running backs. So like Jacobs yeah. stays with the Raiders, Montgomery stays with the Bears. So that's fine. Yeah. But um, maybe even like Bobby Okariki, potentially he's been good for Indy. Yeah. But like there's, I've thought about taking Dalton Reisner at 20 for Denver, but he didn't even go. Yeah. They hung on to him. Tennessee hangs on to Nate Davis. Yeah. Uh, Dieter stays with Miami. Garrett Bradbury not going. Yeah. Maybe a little bit of a shocker there. I, I don't know. And again, the quarterback class is not good um, outside of Kyler Murray, who still has his own things to work through as a QB. So like Daniel Jones and Gardner Minshew, I feel like are the next two from yeah. this class where you look at it and you go, okay, maybe. And, and not to mention, by the way, huge for Philly to now hang on to Gardner Minshew. Uh, weren't yeah. sure if he was going to go or not had to put him up there. They hang on to him there, which is huge. And they're, they're at least, they still have something at the position. Um, the giants obviously had now have Daniel Jones to back up Lamar Jackson. So yeah. that's nice for them. The chiefs hang on to Thornhill. The Rams hang on to wrap. Obviously the chargers kept Adderley. The Titans keep Amani hooker, which is, I think a pretty big deal actually. Um, who else? I mean, Packers fans, Josh Nyman. I put him on the board because I feel like yeah. he started games like from this class. The Bills hang on to Cody Ford might be like the most important just for them in general because of what they've lost to this point. But they've gained a heck of a lot. They just need the QB. Um, Mason, is there any team where you look at and you go through these first two drafts maybe and you like, all right, who has won the most? as we've gone through this uh, to this point? I would definitely say the Giants just because of Lamar, although they've lost Saquon. Yeah. But we gave them Elton Jenkins and we gave them a corner. Um, it's easy to say who's lost, obviously. Yeah, the <laughs> losers are Buffalo, stark, man. You've got Buffalo. Indy's lost two linemen. It's This is an interesting study of just like what could what could be right now. Yeah. So it's it's interesting. I feel like the Raiders have won a lot here. Yes. Uh, the first draft, we went through the kind of scenario at the beginning. They held on to Colton Miller, didn't go, got ragged now in the process, now get Byron Murphy, Draymond Jones, A.J. Brown. They did lose Hunter Renfro, but I think you'd take Devontae Adams, A.J. Brown yeah. all day. Yeah. Still have Waller. So, like, they're, they're kind of loaded, honestly, and – We'll see how it goes from here for them. But like, this isn't like Gruden and Mayock making first round picks anymore. Like they're going to get good players in the first round. Like that's, that's just how it's going to go. I feel like, I mean, Green Bay's lost a ton, right? Yes. Jair, Gary, Jenkins, Savage, all gone. 2022 is going to be important as much as as crazy as it sounds. The Baltimore Ravens are still losers because of Lamar. Yeah, but they have gotten Saquon Barkley, Deontay Johnson, and they got Mark Andrews back. 
That's still pretty good considering. And that is exactly something that DaCosta would do and the Ravens organization would do uh, in this kind of this new it's, timeline we're creating. So wild. Oh, it's, 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 it's all over the place. The 2020 NFL draft is next. The Bengals are on the clock in that one. There could be some legit craziness, especially at, at quarterback. Two. At two. At two is where it's going to start. I do think we everybody and everybody knows that Burrow's probably going to be that pick for for the Bengals, unless, no, unless, no, unless it's Herbert. Just saying. Oh boy. Oh yeah. Boy. So oh boy. hold on. Then you yeah. throw everything in a wrench because then everything's a wrench thick. if we go Herbert instead of Burrow. Still going to be crazy at two. Akuda was the pick at three. I imagine that changes. We're getting ahead of ourselves, but there's a lot. There's going to be a lot. The Chargers and Dolphins going quarterback, right? The Packers are not going to have to take a quarterback. We'll try to somehow rebuild that. Yeah, there's got to be something made up there. So we'll see. But there's there's a lot that's going to go on. Like we said, we're going to try to, um, Mason and I, for those who are following, maybe we'll put the doc also in the Facebook group. Um, yes. If you guys want to view that there, just to look at where these teams are at. Um, I will do a pass through as right after we're recording, just to make sure everything's up to date, probably add all the players in. And then we'll move to 2020 next week where it's going to get, like we said, even crazier, but yeah. make sure you're following uh, along with this. If you just make sure you catch up, stay with 2018 and 2019. This is fun. We've got three more of these just to see how things would turn out. If everything kind of reset itself. Hope you enjoyed this. Uh, Mason, where can they follow you real quick? can follow me on Twitter at Thompson22Mason. And you're doing work at Primetime, Primetime Sports Talk. Sports Talk. Going to be doing some little kind of draft stuff. Um, Going to have an article out shortly about like day three picks that can be immediate starters in week one. And then an early, early kind of look at the next year's draft class like we did in a previous episode. There you go. You can follow me at Jake NFL Draft, doing stuff at Ryzen Draft and NFL Mocks, uh, as well as YouTube. Got something this week on a kind of Bryce Young versus CJ Stroud Ooh. piece that's going to be, I think, very interesting um, for those to read. But like I said, other than that, we'll share the Google Doc, try to keep things up to date for you guys. Hope you guys are enjoying this because this has actually been really fun to kind of reset things. Everybody has the redrafts, right? Like we said, everybody does those in the offseason. Yeah. We're, they trying don't to, do this, we're trying to spice it up a little bit uh, and make it a little different for you guys. But stay locked here uh, with It's Always Draft Season. I'm sure once kind of this is done, we'll start really getting into the summer scouting stuff and really hit the meat of this, this 2023 class because it's got some star power. But uh, yes. we will catch you guys next Monday uh, with the 2020 NFL Redraft. And um, until then, enjoy your week.